data has gotten too big. Whether you're a B2B marketer or a consumer brand, your data needs to be viable, relevant, and accessible so that Starista can help you retain customers, acquire customers, and make it personal. Welcome to the Marketing Star Podcast by Starista, probably the most entertaining marketing podcast you're going to put in your ear. I'm Vin, the associate producer here at Starista. The goal of this podcast is to chat with industry leaders and get their takes on the current challenges of the market. And we'll have a little fun along the way. In today's episode, AJ and Vincent chat with Christine Prince, Chief Marketing Officer at 22 Squared. As a part of a company that's over 100 years old, she talks about the importance of being able to embrace change over time to uphold the best relationships with clients. AJ shares the tennis team's victory, and Vincent enjoys the live conferences. Give it a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Starista's The Marketing Stir. I feel like it has been so long since I talked to our amazing listeners. It is so great to be here with you. Thank you. The Marketing Stir, who am I? Come on, you know me. If you don't and you're a first-time listener, thank you. I am Vincent Petrofessa, the Vice President of B2B Products and Partnerships here at Starista and your co-host, of the marketing stir. Starista, let's pause for like 10 seconds. The only time we talk about Starista, who are we? Marketing technology company. We own our own data, our own business to business data, business to consumer data. We help companies utilize that data to help them get new customers. We have our own email sending platform, our own DSP called Adster, so we do connected TV. We do display, email me, Vincent at Starista.com. That's how confident I am that we can help. And thank you for those emails, by the way. Most of them, most of them. A lot of them are positive about the podcast. A lot of them just want to sell me random weird things that have no interest to what I do. Do your research, people. Do your research. Oh, the other thing that I'm confident in is my co-host, ladies and gentlemen. I will see him very soon. I feel like it's been a while since I've seen him. He was supposed to come to Boston with me. He did not. You heard that on the podcast. You heard the things I said. He was right there. It wasn't behind his back. Ladies and gentlemen, the CEO of Starista, Mr. AJ Gupta. What's going on, AJ? Hey, Vincent. But uh, I will be seeing you in two days, though. So there is the positive there. There is the positives there. And our tennis team, that Starista, the Starista Bandits, did well in that big tournament. So I said, all right, I'll let AJ slide on this one. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, we did well. Tell us about that. It was good. Yeah, we were we were injury hit. And for those who follow my misadventures, I have unfortunately torn my meniscus and my right knee now. So and that wasn't even the most serious injury we had on the team. But uh, all things considered, we finished third in Texas. So not not too shabby no the bronze medal in uh, the whole state of texas texas is huge this isn't rhode island we're talking about it's <laughs> texas is a big state that's uh, the, the meniscus wow i know it's i had just celebrated my 44th birthday ladies and gentlemen i tell people how old i am i don't mind and boy am i in a lot of pain all the time my ankle <laughs> i am literally going to physical therapy because i sneezed awkwardly one day, true story, can't make it up. I now go, shout out to Fusion Therapy on Reed Street here in New York City. 
they don't listen to the podcast, but it's okay. But yes, it's uh, it's great. You missed a great conference at the Encore in Boston. A lot of listeners to the podcast, AJ. A lot of people asking, this is for our marketing department. Hey, you guys should do a live episode on stage. I know, I know we should. <laughs> so yes, we have a lot of listeners there. And we found some new amazing podcast guests just from meeting people and some of the panelists. Nice. So that is fun. And let me tell you about this next guest. I have so many things in common with this next guest. We are both cool New Yorkers. She's cool. Am I cool? Not really. Again, I sneezed and I'm in physical therapy. Not that cool, but she is very cool. And we also realized that we still live in the same neighborhood here in New York City, but we literally lived one building apart. I'm not telling people what that building is. Were you crazy? I can't have that. But we lived in literally about 30 yards away from each other. And we never met in person. We will. We will now that we're pals. And I first met Christine when she was the CMO of Saatchi and Saatchi. And we were talking. And then now she's at an amazing company, 22 Squared. And I said, you have to come on this podcast. You are way too fun and you are way too knowledgeable and have great experience. And here she is, AJ. She's with us. A warm marketing stir welcome, ladies and gentlemen, the Chief Marketing Officer of 22 Squared, Christine Prince. What's going on, Christine? Hey, thank you so much for that warm welcome. Uh, it's hard to believe that we actually did literally live <laughs> next to each other for all intents and purposes and never probably probably never even saw each other on the street. But no. uh, classic New York story, uh, as are most things. New York is a big little town, I guess, just like any other. Exactly. Or we crossed each other's paths 47 times and we don't even realize it. It's, it's one of those as well. We had a previous guest on and he was the C, he is the CEO of an agency and he lives, he lived at the other side of where you and I live. And he, we were like, we had no idea. We were neighbors as well. And now I see him all the time. I see, I see him all the time. It's, it's crazy. But yeah, now we probably will. Now we're yeah, walking around. Absolutely. I'm like, what, you know, there's Christine. But uh, that's awesome. It's so great to have you on, Christine. And I, like I said, I, I, you know, we met and we chatted and I said that you were moving to, to a new company. I said, that's all right. We want you on and we're happy to have you. So Christine, for those of our listeners who are not familiar with 22 Square, talk to us about the company as well as your role within the organization. Sure thing. Well, first off, thank you so much again for having me. I'm really thrilled to be here with you today. Um, 22 Squared is a really interesting agency um, because we're actually a hundred year old company. Uh, and so if you think about it in the context of agencies, we're older than some of the more storied and, you know, larger agency now that you hear, you know, around the way. And um, one of the things that's really unique about 22 Squared is that we are hundred percent independent. Uh, and 100% employee owned, which is really unique, especially nowadays in the agency world and the agency landscape. And that's something that's been true since the beginning, uh, since the onset and, and sort of um, we're fiercely independent. Uh, anyone you speak to uh, in the organization will tell you they're uh, not interested in selling the agency uh, ever. 
Uh, and so maintaining that legacy of independence uh, and really, you know, supporting sort of that spirit, that fearlessness uh, is what the agency is all about. You know, our mission is to make our brands and our clients impossible to ignore. And that's the bar that we set for everything that we do, um, which is really exciting and, and a very sort of different take and a different um, perspective on the industry as a whole. That is exciting. And before I get to asking you, because one of our signature questions about how you got into marketing, I wanted to employee owned. It, that's something you don't hear that often. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all of our, our ownership uh, board is comprised of active uh, you know, employees within the organization. So uh, the people making the decisions are actually the ones that are in the work and, and driving the, the decision-making throughout the organization and really, you know, focusing on our people, uh, on our talent, on, what, on our clients and what we need to be successful and, and really not tied to anything other than doing what's best and what's right uh, for our clients and for our people and for ourselves. And, and that makes us really unique in the space. Um, especially at the size that we're at, we're, you know, 350 plus people. And we're also a work from anywhere company, which is amazing. Uh, we have folks, you know, all over the country ranging from, you know, New York City where I am and, and you know, some of the leadership is as well uh, to Georgia and Florida and California and, you know, all the way uh, in between and back again. So it's really exciting to be able to have sort of that depth and breadth um, across the country, but also have locals in very specific markets where we know our clients are and where they're trying to reach, you know, consumers within those, those areas and that spaces. It gives us a really unique perspective, you know, on the country as a whole, but also on, you know, local, what's happening on the ground and, and what people really care about. No, that is cool. And it's, like I said, it's something that you don't hear that often. That's certainly unique. And this is a question, like I said, that is also unique because the paths of our guests in marketing are all unique, even if it's like, well, I studied marketing and here I am. That's unique. We haven't heard a lot of those. So talk to us, Christine, about how you got into marketing. Yeah, I actually did study uh, marketing. Uh, and but I took a little bit of a left turn. Uh, you know, I, I knew I wanted to sort of eventually, you know, be in marketing and, and advertising in particular uh, at a certain point. You know, I wasn't sure. I didn't I, I didn't have, you know, sort of a laid out plan and a pathway to get there. I just knew I wanted to get to New York. And so that was my first priority. Uh, so I took the very first job I could get uh, to get me here. Uh, and that just happens to be in banking. It was actually in uh credit card payment processing, believe it or not. Uh, and I had, uh, you know, it was a startup uh, when I first started. So I did everything from find office space to assemble chairs and <laughs> write contracts and, you know, balance the checkbook and everything in between. So it was really incredible learning experience for me. And I did that for about four years, uh, eventually moving into an operations role. I mean, you know, handling customer service and, 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 you know, elevated, you know, escalated calls, which was, you know, really, really interesting uh, time uh, for me and, and very insightful actually um, to just kind of, really speak to people when they're having a tough time and, and getting an understanding and being able to empathize with them. Um, and then the company kind of grew. Uh, luckily, we grew quite a lot uh, over the four year span that I was with them and they got bought and they were gonna relocate uh, the, the company to Nashville. 
And I wasn't super interested in going to Nashville at that point in my life. Uh, I had really just started to establish myself here in New York. So that's when I decided it was time to kind of shift back and, and try my hand at the agency world. And, you know, I, believe it or not, responded to a Craigslist ad. I'm sort of giving away my age a little bit with that <laughs> uh, back in the day. And that's how I got my first job in an agency and uh, kind of, you know, went, that's how it all started. Christine, being a CMO of a uh, marketing and advertising agency has got to be interesting, especially when it comes to your own marketing. So, you know, what are the channels that you focus on? What's been working and what are channels that might not be working? Yeah, you know, I think that as a whole, agencies are really amazing at you know, giving their clients the best possible advice and focusing on their clients. And we're not necessarily always the best at taking that own, our own advice uh, and heeding our own words. Uh, and so, you know, that's where my role kind of come really comes into play and just thinking about how we represent ourselves, how we speak uh, to and about ourselves and in the, in the industry and beyond and to our clients. Um, you know, so for us, it's really, you know, there are multiple ways that we do that. I think relationships are a really pivotal part uh, of that pie. There are a lot of influencers in the space. I have a lot of, you know, longstanding relationships with consultants, which who tend to do agency searches and, and are heavy influencers in the space. Um, but, you know, I think the basics, right? Like getting your website in order and making sure that people know how to navigate and find what it is that you do and, 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 and really representing yourself in that way. Uh, especially given the B2B context, but, you know, and then getting our social uh, media presence, you know, sort of up to snuff and consistent, whether that's, you know, we're, we're really doubling down right now on Instagram and on LinkedIn, and we're going to be building out some other channels as we continue to refine and get really, really precise on, on those and have a great sort of cadence. Um, and then, you know, we, we do a lot, you know, in, in sort of PR space as well and ensuring that, that we're out there and, and that we have a voice and that our point of view is coming across uh, and elevating ourselves, you know, from that perspective and, and talking about the work that we're doing because we're doing a lot of really interesting and different types of work. And I'm, I don't think that, you know, there's enough out there. So I'm about, I'm just shy of six months on the job. So those are just some of the things that I'm focusing on uh, at the moment and ensuring people just know, you know, who we are and, and recognize our work and our voice and our tone and, and what we're all about um, to attract new clients, of course, and, and partnerships, but also, you know, to ensure that we're attracting the right, the best possible talent, the best and brightest there is in the industry and, and beyond. Um, and, and that it's really diverse and that we're representing, you know, the audiences that we're uh, aiming to reach uh, across the country. And Christine, you, you must have started kind of towards the, uh, I guess we're still in a pandemic, but in the latter half of the pandemic, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> so how has been a kind of uh, working remotely been for the company? And uh, from what I understand, you guys went working remote pretty early. So how has that affected uh, work culture? We did. You know, I think our CEO, Erica Hoholik, she, uh, she actually started right at the beginning of the pandemic, actually, uh, at the organization. And one of the first big decisions she made was to uh, go work from anywhere and, and commit to being a fully remote company. And I think there were a lot of reasons for that. Um, but I think that it, it was the right call. And it's really given us, you know, access to 
talent that we would have never been able to access before because, you know, I think being tied to one location or, or to one way of working can be can be really limiting, uh, especially when it comes to creative roles. And so, you know, there's always a little bit of that question of like, okay, how does that affect the culture? And it's, it's something that we take very, very seriously in the organization. 22 Squared has always had a really powerful culture. And as I said, it's, it's a collective of independence. And so that sort of mindset and that ethos is something that's really important to us, especially as we look to the next hundred years in our history and as we look to grow and evolve with our clients and, and across our practices. So, you know, that's something that we, they didn't take lightly at all. And, and we certainly don't take lightly at all. And I think that, you know, people really embraced, especially, you know, early in the, in the pandemic that, that, um, ability to you know be flexible and to evolve and to commit to you know allowing people you know creating an environment where people can do their best work regardless of where specifically they are and so one of the concerns obviously coming in as a new employee right uh you know just about a little bit shy of six months ago, as I said, was, oh gosh, how am I going to get to know these people? A lot of them have been at the agency for, for a good amount of time. You know, that's one of the great things about our culture is that people tend to stick around because they love it and, and they have great relationships uh, with clients and also internally. And, you know, I, I was concerned. I was concerned like, oh my gosh, how am I going to figure this out? You know, it was my first time starting a job as a, a fully remote, you know, employee. And I have to say it was just such a lovely and you know warm welcome that I received and and I actually have been you know we still have a couple of physical office locations uh one in Georgia in Atlanta and one in Tampa and I've I've had I've been fortunate to visit uh those offices and we've done you know some town halls and some you know happy hours and and things around that and and actually some client meetings and other and other things and you know it, the the ability to translate between the virtual and the physical world has been really smooth and seamless, and I think it's because uh, because we did take those steps early and we just committed to making it work and and finding the tools and and the capabilities and enabling people to find what works best for them and and if that means that you meet once a week at a coffee shop or you know at a specific location at a, at a work you know a designated workspace whatever that is. Um, you know, allowing people to do that, but then also to travel and, and spend some time with their families while they're working and, and do all the things I think that a physical location can really limit you on. And Christine, I, I picked up on a few things you mentioned there. You talked about a hundred years. That's insane for any business. Uh, you know, as far as the, the agency goes, you know, how does 22 Square, 22 Square continue to stay relevant the next hundred years. And, and what do you think makes you stand out against your competitors? Because you mentioned independent. A lot of these other you know, agencies, they're, they're under a huge umbrella to support that. Talk to me about that. Yeah, no, I think that, uh, you know, for us, it's really, you know, centered around, as I said, our mission, which is to be impossible to ignore and really trying to live up to that in everything that we do. And I think one of the ways and one of the key ways we think about that is reframing everything as 
uh, a what if statement to, to allow us to sort of explore those possibilities. So, you know, of course we have to ground ourselves in the realities of, of you know, a business, of what's going on in culture, of, you know, what's going on with technology, how consumers are evolving, how, you know, competitive landscapes are evolving, um, you know, what the trends are in, you know, out in the world and what's been done. But really, you know, our our whole the way we brief our teams and ourselves internally is really about, okay, here's all of the things, all of the richness, all of the data and analytics that we need. And but this is all, but that is centered around what is actually in existence. And our job as we see it is to push past that and think about what if, what are the possibilities? How far could we go? How far could we stretch it? And then what makes them and how does the client fit into that? What makes the most sense for our clients? And how are we going to stay true and authentic to who you know the brand is? Uh, while continuing to, you know, surprise and delight our audiences and bring them into the fold and make them a, a bigger and bigger part uh, of what a brand and a business can be. And because you've been around for 100 years, you must have had customers and continue to have customers and clients for decades. We you do. Mentioned, yeah, you mentioned a little bit there, but talk to me about the appeal, right? What would your customers say about you? How do you keep clients for decades, right? That's amazing, AJ. Uh, so I, I'd love to hear that. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, we have, uh, you know, I, I would say I've never seen it uh, in the industry. It's pretty rare. We have, uh, you know, several clients that we've had for multiple decades. You know, Publix uh, is is one of those clients. We've had them for over 33 years. And I think it's, you know, the reason why, um, you know, our clients uh, stick with us and our partnerships are so strong and they've been able to stand the test of time is, is because of what I just said, because we're we're never complacent. We're always looking at what's next and you know, thinking about the future and, and what it's gonna take to get there with an eye on, you know, sort of what our audience is, what do people out in the world want and need, and how are we going to set our clients up for that success? You know, and key to that is relationships and having shared values, which is a really important part of how we think about our partnerships and how we think about growth uh, very, you know, thoughtfully and strategically. It's not about growth for growth's sake. It's about what's right and how are we going to be the best possible fit. Our values are really important to us, especially, you know, when it comes to diversity, uh, equity and inclusion. That's a core pillar of who we are. It is something that is not just about, you know, the makeup of our staff. It's really about the work that we do and put out in the world. And we want to ensure that our clients are aligned with us on everything uh, when it comes to our values and our mission and, and the way that we see, you know, the world and, and also shared KPIs. Our success as an independent organization is inherently tied to the success and growth of our clients. Um, we don't have, you know, any other, you know, agenda or any other, you know, sort of uh, measure for our success. It's really about being tied to what is going to make our clients more successful so they grow and we can grow with them. And that's, those are really the things, the pillars that we think make the best possible relationships with clients. Interesting, related to that, you know, social responsibility is a big thing for 22 Squared. Can you tell us about some of the initiatives you guys have regarding that? Yeah, uh, as I said, we're really, you know, committed to, you know, being a values-based organization as much as we are, you know, a pro an organization that's for profit. Uh, but with part of that, it's really about, like, doing good in the world and, you know, uh, 
providing value in people's lives. And I think uh, our partnership with the NAACP is a really good example of how we do that. Our commitment uh, with them has been longstanding. And, and one of the key initiatives that we did with them um, not so long ago uh, was an initiative that we called Invisible Hate. And we sort of created this application and we created this whole program uh, really geared towards removing uh, Confederate monuments across the United States, uh, which was, a, as you can imagine, a really key and, and sort of monstrous initiative when you think about it. Uh, very few agencies uh, you know, have had the ability or can claim uh, that they've been able to impact something you know, so big and broad and meaty Societally, and, and we've been lucky enough with our partnership with the NAACP to have, uh, I think at this point, we've removed over 21 monuments uh, and we've, we've been able to engage people with us. We've been able to engage, you know, people across the country to, you know, begin letter writing campaigns to their local representatives in order to help us drive these initiatives forward and, and harness that power um, that people really have to make change across this country. And, and, and it's something we're really proud of as an organization. And uh, Christine, tell us a little bit about, you've been working in marketing for a long time. So what are some of the favorite campaigns that you've worked on? Oh man, well, I, um, I've worked on, I, you know, I've worked on uh, quite a few that I'm very fond of. I would say, you know, uh, at my last agency, I was, you know, and, and to work on is, is uh, to, to perhaps overstate my role. I really am, am here to support and promote and make sure that the team is, is set up for success. But uh, certainly at my last agency, you know, a big client uh, of ours was, was tied and, and I was really proud of, of that, uh, the work that we did uh, around TIDAD and, and some of those uh, initiatives. It, won a ton of awards, but more than that, it was it was really highly effective and uh, something that obviously is a, one of those moments, uh, rare moments in a career where uh, the creativity was really, um, you know, on stage and and really celebrated, you know, by audiences everywhere and loved and and recognized, but also uh, drove incredible incredible results for for the client and uh, then also garnered a ton of. Uh, industry recognition. So I would say um, that's that's one that kind of stands out in my mind. Um, and so, you know, again, like really proud of that work because of the results that it drove and, and sort of what it did for the client. Um, from, you know, what we're working on at 22, I would say, you know, the uh, the work for the NAACP was was before my time, but certainly something that uh, I'm just really proud to be in an organization that represents uh, that kind of commitment to social responsibility and to driving change, uh, you know, cultural change in this country. I think, you know, we've been through quite a lot, uh, all of us, uh, over the last uh, few years, and and it just seems like every day there's something else. And so whenever we can commit to really driving change uh, and, and tangible change in the world. Um, that's something that, you know, I, I'm always gonna be proud of. And, and I'm so thankful that 22 Spirit is such a, you know, powerful voice, uh, not just in the industry, but, but in culture and, and really able to move the needle there. Christine, talk to me about something that has been different about the way you approach marketing that you think you know, sets you apart or has been a game changer for you? 
Yeah, I would say, I don't know if it's a game changer uh, or not, but my focus is really on, you know, building relationships and, and being really thoughtful and strategic and, and about growth and about uh, marketing as a whole and, and, and having that sort of empathy and that lens of, of being on the other side of the table. And that's something that I really focus on in my role, you know, sort of driving growth for the agency is really putting myself in a client's shoes in a client's perspective, you know, when clients are running, you know, agency searches and, and doing big reviews, uh, at, you know, quite often their jobs are on the line. Um, they have a new boss or their organization is evolving or they had, you know, a negative experience with another partner. And, you know, there's a lot um, there's a lot of emotion tied up in, in all of those things. Uh, and it's not always, you know, what you get briefed on that's on the page. It's really about thinking about the context and looking at that and something that, you know, I really, you know, spend some time thinking about and focusing on and, and putting that lens on, you know, the way that we show up and, and how we represent our work and our thinking uh, for the clients is really just putting putting their shoes on for a little bit and, and thinking about, you know, the bigger picture and from their eyes. And this is, you know, sort of similar question, but it's something that our listeners have been writing in about. You know, you put your email address out there, Christine, <laughs> people will respond. And it's, it's yes, like I said, will. there's some good response here. So this is a, a new question that may become a staple question, but it's your smartest productivity hack. That's so people are like, hey, ask all these amazing guests what their secret is. So we would love to hear yeah. yours. I don't know how smart it is, but I think the best thing uh, that I've been able to, that I've done for myself when I really feel stuck or, or when I kind of feel like oh, I'm not, not quite nailing it is, is really stepping away and doing something that is completely unrelated to what I'm focusing on. Uh, for me, that's been, you know, whether that's going for a walk around the block or, you know, I hate to say it's very cliched, but I, I think my best thoughts come to me in the shower, believe it or not. That's mm -hmm. when I feel like all the thinking gets yeah. unlocked for me is when I'm completely sensory deprived and the only thing I'm supposed to be doing is washing my hair. Um, you know, I think stepping away and just like giving giving myself perspective or looking at, you know, something that's completely unrelated usually tends to, um, somehow make my synapses fire in a different way and unlock, um, you know, uh, ideas and solutions for me in a way that, you know, sometimes, you know, trying to focus, overly focus or, you know, spend too much time in thought or in conversation, um, you know, doesn't, doesn't get there. So, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know <laughs> how smart that is, but I think sometimes giving yourself a break and, and having, you know, some grace and giving yourself a little bit of distance can, can help a lot. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think AJ, since that's the, I think the first time we've asked that question, I thought I was like, well, as Christine's talking, I'm like, well, what, What's mine? What's yours, uh, AJ? What would you think your smartest productivity hack would be? You know, you're a well, CEO. I I so you got, a, yeah. I, I think I have undiagnosed ADHD, so I put everything on my calendar. So if it's not on the calendar, I'm, I, I'll miss my flight if I don't have it on my calendar. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's, a, I, I think mine, I don't know if it's, it's kind of along the line, like what Christine, you were saying is stepping back. I always feel it's not a, productivity hack per se, but I always feel like my best, my best ideas come like right before the thing I'm supposed to do. If I'm supposed to, 
be, I don't know, on a stage at a conference, if I'm supposed to have something done, if it's a deck, I feel like within that hour before, that's when my ideas, the I feel like that pressure and that is what helps me. I don't know if it's so I guess I don't so know procrastination. It's, procrastination. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like so so don't take what I just said and listen to it, uh, listeners. Just uh, yeah, wait as long as you have to. And maybe you'll get some no, but that's I don't know if it's a hack, but it's uh that's the way I kind of focus uh, on things by I guess not focusing is the uh, is the answer. Uh, sorry, go ahead, AJ. So one of our staple questions is around. LinkedIn. And I'm sure you get a lot of junk messages on your LinkedIn account. Um, so what's, yeah, so what's kind of one that really annoys you? And what's one that gets through that you'll actually respond? Hmm. Um, I gotta say, I don't respond much. Um, I think, you know, and this is going to be, I'm sure others have said this, but, you know, getting my name wrong, uh, you know, or writing to me about something that is completely unrelated to what I do or, um, you know, pretending like, you know, somebody that I know in common, <laughs> anything like that is really, um, those are really some of my pet peeves. Um, you know, I think the very least uh, you could do is take a minute and see what exactly it is that my organization does and that maybe, you know, perhaps, you know, leasing cars would not be you know, something that I'm focused on, or, you know, I'm making that up. It's not an exact example, but, um, you know, or, or uh, you know, sort of, I, I think the most, uh, the things that I respond to best are the things that are, you know, really clear and direct and really um, thoughtful in terms of what I might be looking for, you know, in my role, uh, or, you know, that are very specific. Uh, and, you know, and also have a little bit of, of personality and understanding that, you know, I potentially do get uh, quite a lot of requests and, and, you know, are focused on why, why this, why this one might be specifically interesting and important for me, you know, in just thinking about the context. Christine, tell us a little bit about your non-marketing side. Uh, when you are not busy listening to the Marketing Stir podcast, what are your other <laughs> hobbies? Yeah, I, I, I love to read and, uh, I, but I don't read a lot of industry uh, books. I, I read books, you know, from all over the place. I don't read a lot of workbooks. It's my escape. Uh, so I, I feel like I read a lot uh, in my everyday job, uh, very uh, specific, and uh, you know, types of, of things. So uh, I read all kinds of books, just not a lot of, uh, not a lot of uh, career uh, books. Uh, I love to cook, actually. I really enjoy it. Um, travel is a big, a big one for me as well. Um, it's something that really invigorates uh, me uh, quite a lot. Um, and spending time with friends. I'm a really simple, you know, I'm, I'm at my happiest on a beach, sort of really like simple, having a nice day in the sun and, and relaxing with friends and family around. Uh, you know, those are the things that really keep me, you know, grounded and connected and, and just really 
relaxed and unplugged so that um, when I am, you know, in my in my work uh, environment, wherever that may be, uh, you know, in that headspace, uh, I can really focus on that. And then when I'm not in it, I can really, you know, spend some time with my husband, with my family, with my friends. Uh, those relationships are really the ones that invigorate me. And, and you know, travel is 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 the best is is the best education uh, that there is. And what I gathered from that LinkedIn question from you, Christine, is you're like, well, I don't respond to much. I'm like, she's a New Yorker. She's definitely a New Yorker now. <laughs> it's uh, I don't know where you were from before, but you're definitely a New Yorker now. I'm from, <laughs> from, yes. from that. <laughs> Absolutely. I've like uh, almost, it'll be 19 years very soon that I've been in New York. So I'm a Miami native, uh, you know, born and raised in Miami, uh, but I've been in New York uh, quite a long time uh, at this point. You, you don't get usually that opposite. Well, I'm in this beautiful climate called Miami, and <laughs> boy, do I love January in Manhattan. But no, that's. <laughs> I didn't say that. I did not say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't not say that. Well, you, you think, oh, well, I still go to, to Miami three months a year. Uh, but no, that's uh, that's awesome. So, you know, uh, that's the uh, LinkedIn pet peeve. Let, let's talk about marketing pet peeves. And I want to share with one that just happened to me today. So AJ uh, and Christine, I just mentioned that I was at a conference. I was in a conference in Boston. And uh, now, of course, you meet a lot of people. You go by their booths. Follow up. Follow up from a booth is very important. Here's my marketing pet peeve. This just happened to me. I got two emails back to back from the same company. Yeah. One of them said, hi, Bob. And then underneath it, it said, hi, Vincent. And then everything was in different fonts. Now you got my name once, right? And then hi, Bob. It, I'm not a Bob. If you're watching me, I don't look like a Bob. I look like no. a Vincent or a Vinny, right? Come on, it's get, do your research. And then they sent the right one. Hi, Vincent. But still, everything is different fonts. You copy it and paste in. Was my interaction with you at that booth cookie cutter? No. I like to think that I have some personality. Say something. Like you said, hey, I remember each day I had a brightly colored jacket on because that's me in a pocket square. Make a comment about that. Shout out to custom men. I'm picking up my two new jackets very soon, AJ. But anyway, that's, that's my marketing pet peeve. Come on, this wasn't a 25,000 person conference. Do your research, right? Sorry, uh, your marketing pet peeve, Christine. Yes. Personal pet peeve. And then also personal pet peeves. We get to that too. Oh my, well. We get to know you on a personal level here at the Marketing Stir. How much time have you got? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> Is that more of the personal ones or the marketing ones? Hey, I, I mean, again, it's, it runs the gamut. It runs the gamut. No, I say, um, you know, Jargon is definitely a big pet peeve of mine, and it's tied to my other one, which is complexity. I think that, you know, the best ideas, the best, you know, communicators, the best, uh, you know, sort of uh, approaches are inherently simple, digestible, understandable, and they just sort of cut through uh, noise. And so I think, you know, there is a tendency, you know, um, not just in our industry, right? You see it across the board, you know, all over the place to use, you know, uh, very specific jargon and, and, you know, it creates confusion and adds, you know, to this other layer of complexity to things and it, and it can be confusing. And, and I think that, you know, the, 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 
brightest minds and the people that I admire the most are the ones who are able to take, you know, things and really break them down and make them very accessible and digestible. And that's something that I always try to aim to do. I think that, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of folks hide behind, you know, this air of complexity. And, and I think that, you know, it's our job as marketers uh, and as humans, right, in general, is to connect and, and relate. Uh, and I think that complexity is a really a big barrier to that. No, I love that. And I think, uh, yeah, that's, you know, marketing, it's like, I also like with B2B marketing, you know, it doesn't have to be so complex. It's also still people making those decisions at the end of the day. So yeah, no, I, I love that. Now, personal pet peeves, any of those that you have that, uh, you know, like we're short, shorted down to like one or two. If not, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think, I guess, you know, I think like most things, right. Uh, you know, it says more about me than, than about anything. I think, you know, I, I, um, you know, I, I really like things to be, um, I, I, I like to be punctual. Uh, that's something that's really important to me, especially Same. in, in, um, especially in a professional context, I think that's really important. Um, you know, so I think that's, that's one of the things, uh, that, you know, can be, can be difficult, uh, you know, to, you know, to, to grapple with, especially in a professional setting. Um, I think, you know, um, being sort of, uh, not having a point of view is a little bit of a pet peeve of mine when people are sort of like wishy-washy and they, and they don't have, you know, a perspective on things mm -hmm. that kind of bother me, bothers me a, a little bit on a, on a personal note, but also I think it, it bleeds into the professional. Right. Um, yeah. And, and um, I think uh, when people, when you, a lack of authenticity is another big one for me. I, I think authenticity is a thing that uh, is most important to me uh, when I meet, when I meet people, even if it's for the first time, it's like, you know, just getting, you know, feeling like you're getting the, the real deal from them. And it's something yeah. I'm striving for, uh, in myself is really just showing up, you know, as myself and, and re representing who I am to the best of my ability, but not being something that I'm not. Yeah, no, I like that. I, and I, uh, yeah, being, there's a lot of mine punctual. Uh, I also, a new one, I have a personal pet peeve because I witnessed it with a table over. Be nice to service people in the service industry or a waiter or waitress. Like, come on. I witnessed it. I was at a restaurant this weekend and I was just like, what? Who are you? And yeah, uh, and authenticity. I love that. And I love that. Yeah. Being I, I love uh, if I'm at like a dinner party and my wife is like, yeah, don't do this. I'm like, I don't want to be around these people. If I can't be myself, you know, and my company allows me to be myself. So thank you, AJ, for letting, for uh, you and I doing this thing and letting me do this and you do this. So it's great. Christine, this has been awesome. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. We thank you for being on the podcast. We hope you enjoyed yourself. I know our listeners will. This has been awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Christine Prince. She is the Chief Marketing Officer of 22 Squared. Check them out, 22 Squared. Check out Christine. She's on LinkedIn, but she's not going to get back to you. So uh, just it better be a real, uh, you know, a great message. I'm kidding. She, she's very nice. I'm messing with you. And that's AJ Gupta. I'm Vincent Petrofessa. This has been another episode of The Marketing Stir. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to The Marketing Stir podcast by Starista. Please like, rate, and subscribe. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, please email us at themarketingstir at starista.com. And thanks for listening.